0: From Equity Mates Media, this is The Dive, and today we're talking about Elon Musk. I'm going to be honest, I don't remember when I learned who Elon Musk was. He just kind of seemed to step out into my consciousness, like he's always been a famous person that I know about. Maybe it was when he was dating Amber Heard or Grimes or when I had no idea how to pronounce his son's name. It is spelled... XAEA12. Whether you consider Elon an eccentric, an unreliable leader, or an unrelenting champion of free speech, he has achieved an extraordinary amount. He's an entrepreneur, an investor, and currently the world's richest man. He's the founder and CEO of SpaceX and Tesla. He's the founder of The Boring Company and co-founder of Neuralink and OpenAI. And honestly, he makes so many headlines. We could do an episode just on him every two weeks. And there's yet more Elon Musk news today. New developments. So when we read that he'd made an offer to buy twitter the social media company where he's amassed 83 million followers we knew there'd be a story there it's friday the 22nd of april and today i want to know why does elon musk want twitter and to find out, I'm joined by my colleague and the co-founder of Equity Mates, Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to The Dive.
2: Hey, Sasha. Glad to be here. We're going to do our best to unpack what's going on in Elon Musk's head.
0: I want you to catch me up on everything that's happened because I've just kind of been skimming the headlines and the podcast titles. Can you explain to me, like I'm five, what's going on?
2: Elon Musk is trying to buy Twitter and Twitter doesn't want to be bought. That's it? That's it. <laughs>
0: That's going to be a very short episode of the dive. I'm sure you've got more to say. Well,
2: look, Sasha, we've seen billionaires buy companies before. It isn't unheard of. Jeff Bezos famously bought the Washington Post for 250 million dollars.
0: If you've got a casual 250 mil, then I guess. That might be what you spend it on. But I'm sure Elon's not going to be buying Twitter for $250 mil.
2: No, Twitter will be a little bit more expensive than $250 million. You might get MySpace for $250 <laughs> million, But look, at the end of the day, Elon is the world's wealthiest person. He's got a net worth of $270 billion. Twitter has a market value of about $35 billion. Elon's offering $46 billion. Like, he can do it.
0: It's obviously still a lot of money.
2: You don't um,
1: necessarily want to pay out 40 or whatever it is billion dollars in cash. I mean, I, mean, I could technically afford it. Um, <laughs> I,
2: I heard <have> that. <laughs> it I have is a lot of money, but like so many millionaires and billionaires before him, he saw it as something he wanted and he decided to buy it.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice? But as you said when you explained it to me like I'm five, Twitter doesn't want to be bored, so it's not that simple, is it? And I know that there's a bit of a timeline stretching in front of us, so I'm going to give you a little bit of a challenge today. Are you ready?
2: I'm ready, I'm ready.
0: (laughs) Okay, so what I want you to do is give me the timeline to today, the 22nd of April, and I'm going to give you 90
2: seconds to do it. Okay. Are you ready? I have a habit of waffling, so (laughs) this is a real challenge for me, Sasha.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, ready, set, So
2: in January Elon starts buying shares By March he owns more than 5% of the company He's meant to tell the SEC He doesn't for a while He keeps buying He's tweeting about Twitter not respecting free speech In early April, 10 days later than he was meant to Using the wrong form Elon submits to the SEC that he owns 9.2% of Twitter He's the largest shareholder of Twitter That day the share price jumps 27% Twitter initially welcomed his interest, he was invited on the board. Elon keeps tweeting at this time, do you want an edit button? Should we turn their offices into a homeless shelter? He's stirring up a little bit. He then rejects the board seat and things start to get adversarial. Elon keeps tweeting. At this time, he offers to buy all of Twitter at fifty-four twenty a share. Four twenty, a number that Elon loves to include, so probably not a coincidence there. Twitter implements a poison pill. Elon keeps tweeting and tweeting, and then we get to yesterday where Elon submits a document to the U.S. regulators that he's going to submit a tender offer, basically uh, give shareholders a chance to sell their shares to him, and that he's got backing from Morgan Stanley, Bank of America and Barclays, as well as committing $21 billion of his own money. That's where we're at, Sasha. It is on. Elon's trying to buy Twitter. Twitter don't want to be bought.
0: you did it with five seconds to spare. That's one (laughs) twenty-five. Tricky is
2: cutting out a lot of details.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. There were a couple of things that I heard that were really amazing to me. First of all, the richest man in the world, one of the smartest men in the world, uses the wrong form for the SEC.
2: Yeah, Sasha, I don't think it was a mistake. I think Elon loves trolling people and trolled the SEC there.
1: I want to be clear. I do not respect the SEC. I do not respect them.
0: That one we're gonna chalk up to a uh, is he trolling? Is it a mistake? Who no one knows. The other aspect I wanted to dig into is this idea of a poison pill. The social media giant now fending off Musk's $43 billion bid to buy Twitter with a business maneuver nicknamed a poison pill. Because I keep seeing this word in headlines, and I'm gonna be honest here. I've been working at Equity Mates for a while. I have no idea what a poison pill is, so can you explain it to me?
2: Until Mates starts doing hostile takeovers of public companies poison pills isn't something that you would really be familiar with Carl Icahn is a name that is liable to strike terror into the minds of any CEO the latest that he's
1: going after is Netflix where he's taken a 10% stake but the CEO Reed Hazings is not taking this lying down it's
2: really a strategy used by a company to prevent them being taken over tell
1: us a little bit what's happening because of course there's a poison pill involved here right
2: I think we should probably all settle down there are a variety of different poison pills it's kind of a catch-all term for a number of different strategies but basically the idea is to increase the number of shares which dilutes the person or the company that's trying to take you over and makes it harder for them to get the votes needed to actually take you over. This morning he
1: he called up Reed Hastings the CEO you mentioned of of Netflix and kind of said hey I'm about to come out and say your shares are undervalued and Netflix should be sold to a larger company.
2: So let's use an example let's say we owned the Dive LLC And some billionaire sees the opportunity here and starts buying shares, wanting to take us over. You and I could create a poison pill that says, if anyone buys more than 10% of the Dive LLC, the two of us get to buy more and more shares at a discounted rate. And that way we stop the billionaire ever getting a majority of the Dive LLC and taking us over.
0: So I've got a really weird analogy that I think is helping me get an idea of this, Alec. Is it a bit like when you make cordial and it's too strong, so you have to top it up with some water at the end to just like dilute the flavour?
2: <laughs> Sasha, if that helps you understand a poison <laughs> pill, then that is exactly what it's like.
0: <laughs> okay, great. And this is kind of what Twitter's done.
2: Yeah, that's. this is exactly what Twitter's done. Elon has 9.2% of shares currently, and Twitter made the rule that if any shareholder gets more than 15% of the company in a purchase that's not approved by the board other shareholders will get the right to buy more shares at a discount. So basically think someone needs to get 50% of shares to have a majority, and if I keep issuing shares and don't let you buy any more, you're going to struggle to get to 50%. They've given themselves a year, so the poison pill rule expires after a year, but no one really expects Elon to wait them out He doesn't strike me as a patient person.
0: I mean, you just have to look at his Twitter feed to understand he's not a patient person. So what would you and I think about a poison pill being used if we happen to be Twitter shareholders?
2: I think where we've got to start, Sasha, is some of the shareholders will like the activist. They'll agree with Carl Icahn's plan for Netflix or Elon Musk's plan for Twitter. So those shareholders don't love the poison pill. But even those that don't like what Elon's doing a poison pill can hurt a company's overall value and dilute the shareholder's stake in the company or even sometimes affect shareholder rights. It's often seen as the insiders of the company, the board and the management, protecting themselves, often at the expense of outside shareholders. Those outside shareholders might be Elon Musk, but they might also be you and I.
0: It feels kind of manipulative in a way
2: yeah if i was to be really cynical sasha i would say that even though the board is meant to work for shareholders interests and incentives are not totally aligned sometimes and in this case shareholders just want the best return for their shares they want to make money that's why you own the shares but board members they want to make money on their shares but they also don't want to lose their jobs and if elon takes over twitter you can guarantee that those board members are losing their jobs.
0: Poison pills, space billionaires. Honestly, what you've just described to me sounds like an episode of Succession.
2: I will not let go of what
0: is mine! So exciting and made for TV. The big question is why? Elon's a busy man. He's getting humans into space. He's building an electric car industry. He's digging holes in the ground, putting computer chips in our brain. And he has eight kids. Is that not enough to keep one man busy? Let's find out after the break.
2: Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments.
0: back to The Dive. I'm joined by my colleague Alec Renahan and we are talking about Elon's efforts to add even more to his pretty busy and tight schedule.
1: Look, I know I sometimes say or post strange things, but that's just how my brain works. I reinvented electric cars and I'm
2: sending people to Mars in a rocket ship.
0: Alec, why? Is Twitter even worth this amount of effort?
2: Well, Sasha, there's a reason that Elon is giving, and then there's another reason that I have.
0: <laughs> I love your rabbit hole conspiracy theories, but let's start with the reason that Elon's giving, and then I'll give you some time to air your ideas later.
2: We'll save the best to last, is what. <laughs> (laughs) what. you're saying yeah exactly (laughs) well Sasha let's establish what it's not about it's not about money but it's
1: but what I'm saying is this is this is this is is not a uh, way to sort of make money Uh, Twitter
2: is notorious for losing uh, money year after year Mark Zuckerberg has one of my favourite quotes about Twitter Twitter is such a mess it's as if they drove a clown car into a gold mine and fell in Zuckerberg has a point since Facebook will now meta listed in 2012 they have 5X'd their investors' money. $1 has turned into $5. But before their last six months, which have been pretty tough for Mark Zuckerberg's company, they had turned $1 of investor money into $10. A great return, a very impressive social media company. On the other hand, Twitter, it's barely above the price it listed at back in 2013. And before Elon's interest drove the share price up, Twitter shareholders that had held on from 2013 were actually down 20%. So Twitter hasn't had a great financial return for shareholders, but also it's not profitable. In 2020, it made a loss of over a billion dollars. And in 2021, it did a bit better, but it still lost over $200 million.
0: That's amazing to me. I know there's lots of tech stocks that focus on growth rather than profitability, but for something that is so addictive and really drives the news cycle now... It's amazing to me that it doesn't make money or that they haven't worked out a way to make it
2: make money. We talk about losing money while growing. Twitter was founded in 2006. It's pretty big. <laughs> At some point, it's got to turn a profit. But look, it does make money. It makes revenue, mainly from advertising, about 85% of the money from advertising. Last year, it brought in about $5 billion and they lost $200 million on that. The year before they brought in about 3.7 billion dollars in revenue again mostly from advertising and lost a billion dollars on that so they bring in some money from advertising but they spend more throughout the year so they're not profitable and you might think five billion dollars in revenue is a lot of money well sasha that's nothing compared to facebook's 120 billion dollars in revenue a year So we often think about social media platforms and we think about Facebook and Twitter in the same breath, but as businesses, they couldn't be more different.
0: It sounds like there's an opportunity there. If Meta is making that much money, then there's got to be a way to make Twitter make more.
2: Yeah, and maybe Elon has the keys to unlock Twitter's value, but that isn't the reason that he's giving. What he has said he's focused on is free speech.
0: He is on a free speech mission, it
2: seems. Uh, Elon thinks Twitter isn't doing enough to protect free speech and wants identity. to change that.
1: It's, it's important to the fun- function of democracy. Um, it's important to the function of... And
2: Elon's been outspoken about Twitter's regulation and policies, how they deplatform certain users and how they censor or moderate certain tweets.
1: I, I think it's... Uh... Civilizational risk uh, is decreased if Twitter, the, the more we can increase the trust of Twitter as a public platform. And
2: look, Sasha, there is a whole separate episode, or probably a whole separate podcast series, we could do on what an unmoderated internet would actually look like. But let's not get too deep into how a free speech focused, free for all Twitter would look practically as an ideal. Elon says he wants Twitter to do better with free speech, to be the public town square of our modern age, and he has the wealth to try and make that happen.
1: Twitter is a war zone. If somebody's going to jump in the war zone, it's like, okay, you're in the arena. Let's go.
0: All right, we put it on the back burner, but now, Alec, I want to hear your conspiracy theory.
2: Okay, Sasha, I have been waiting for this. I think the starting point is Elon, more than anyone, knows the value of Twitter. He's one of Twitter's most prominent users. He's got almost 83 million followers, which is the eighth highest overall following. Or you could say Elon is seventh if you don't count Donald Trump, who was booted off the platform after amassing 90 million followers. And Elon has used his Twitter following to build his businesses. I I
1: use my tweets to express myself. (laughs) Some people use their hair.
2: Tesla has a marketing budget of zero dollars. They let their cars do the talking, their cars and their walking pr machine of a ceo spacex Neuralink, the boring company tesla elon doesn't spend on marketing instead he relies on the pr machine to get his publicity and the front line of that pr machine is the place where every journalist in the world hangs out twitter twitter itself may only be worth 35 billion dollars but it has generated value in many many multiples of that It has made Elon Musk his $270 billion fortune. It has made Donald Trump's presidency. And if we look a little bit further back in history, it was a key driver behind the 2012 Arab Spring. Those three events you probably wouldn't group together, but Twitter is the thing that binds them together. Twitter has been the rocket fuel for them all. It is a really powerful platform, even if it can't turn a profit. So for Elon, as someone who has been so close to it, and has benefited so much from it, it wouldn't surprise me if Elon has an angle here that we aren't seeing. I don't think we should be surprised if, in hindsight, this was about something other than free speech. Why,
1: why, why make that offer? Was there a question?
0: <laughs> when you said conspiracy theory, I was imagining something that was a bit bigger than that. That sounds really well-reasoned and thought out to me. So I'm with you. I, I think that makes sense.
2: Yeah, Sasha, it's week one of The Dive. We're trying to build our audience here. I'm saving my really spicy takes for a couple of weeks at least.
0: (laughs) Okay, I look forward to hearing those then. All right, Alec, crystal ball time. Who owns Twitter at the end of all this? And if it is Musk, what does Twitter look like in the future?
2: Big question, Sasha. We're getting to the end of the time, so I don't think I can answer that today. (laughs) (laughs) No, look, I think anyone who says they have an answer for you is full of it. Like, No one knows how it is going to play out from here. I would say on the balance of probabilities, no one buys Twitter. A study from Minta Ellison found that between 2015 and 2017, there were 46 hostile takeover bids for Australian publicly listed companies that were successful 37% of the time. Over in the US, a separate study looked at tech companies between 1997 and 2002 and found that 44% of hostile takeover attempts were successful So these hostile takeover attempts are successful less than 50% of the time. But it's Elon Musk with his track record, with everything he's done. How could we doubt him? And honestly, part of me hopes that he does just for the content, if nothing else.
0: It's all about the content at the end of the day, isn't it? Look, I think it'll be a really interesting story, if nothing else. So why don't we leave it there for today? Before I say goodbye, though, I do want to just say a huge thank you to you for joining us this week. Launching a show is a huge undertaking, and I personally am so proud of, of the work the team has put together, putting the show together this week. We've got huge ambitions for the dive, but we really actually need you to help us. And the good news is it's something really simple and it's completely free and it'll take two minutes of your time. It's just to give us a review. If you could pull your phone out of your pocket right now, click five stars. What it helps us do is climb the charts and get more promotion. And that's what we need as a small independent media company. If you've already done this, thank you. You can rest easy. You've done your job. Just go tell someone some crazy facts about Elon and tell them that the dive was the one that got you up to speed. If there's a story you want us to talk about, contact us at thedive at equitymates.com or shoot us a message on social media. We'll be back in your feed on Monday. Alec, thanks so much for joining me for today's edition of The Dive. Thanks, Sasha. Until next time. The Dive is a product of Equitymates Media. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media and the hosts of The Dive acknowledge the traditional custodians of the country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. All information in this podcast is for education and entertainment purposes only. The hosts of The Dive are not financial professionals and are not aware of your personal financial circumstances. Before making any financial decisions, you should read the product disclosure statement and, if necessary, consult a licensed financial professional. Do not take financial advice from a podcast.